Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 485. Hi, Linz. Hey, Tony. How have you been? Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we'd be a little more lively because we just had a great episode was, that we recorded. It was. We're exhausted. That's the problem with doing the intros after <laughs> the <laughs> podcast. I was going to say, the, the amount of energy that we're, we're throwing out now compared to in a second when we get right into yeah. it. Because <laughs> we don't start, know. We we start, start arguing. pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. kind of macabre. <laughs> we got through a lot of stuff. I don't even want to talk about half the stuff we talked about. I mean, there was a there is an underlying theme to the episode. I think our astute listeners will be able to pick up on what that is yes, when they or, listen to it. Or at least know what date this was posted to yeah. get the joke. <laughs> right. And that's all we're going to say. So with that, grab a cold bubbly and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 485, the Superman episode. Seriously, do you not believe he was it drunk? It was more than just that one thing. He was a fucking he, dickhole the whole time. Kind of. He was trying. He kind of got her into that situation. He was going to break up with her, but then didn't because her friends just got yeah. dead. And he deserved it. And he was trying to. He's not. Wouldn't say he's not a a good person, but he doesn't deserve to be killed for what sure he, he did. Does. No, he Why didn't not? murder her friends. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> As we talk about real life stuff, no. <laughs> we're talking about Midsummer, and Linz here thinks that the main dude who cheated on um, Florence's character should have just been, sure. yeah, should have just I, burned alive. It worked out fine. Bear costume. Worked out fine for her. <laughs> she was the one I cared about the most. So if what he did made made sure that she lived then is the ends justified the means imagine being part of like that commune and oh my god you're the person that's supposed to invite friends back though to be it's murdered it's so fucked up it's so fucked up don't ever go to the middle of a field with somebody you kind of only know it kind of it really that and hostile are the yeah. two movies that have really made don't me don't go to Romania <laughs> <laughs> And certainly don't follow people who are like, let me show you this cool place to go. Yeah. No I, thanks. Yeah. And like, there's scary monsters. None of that really matters. These creepy ass fucking places. Or even beautiful places. Just right. We're, the moment of any weirdness, if I'm in a place that yeah. I'm not. GTFO. Yes. Yeah. I wonder, like, I know terrible, horrible fucking just the worst stuff happens in real life. But like. How many of them are like midsummer or hostile scenarios actually? Do you think like things like that? I, I would like to remain optimistic and think things like that don't happen, but I know also know humans. <laughs> somebody thought of it. Yeah. To make it a movie, that means somebody thought of it and then did it, right? At some point. <laughs> There's some weird ass shit that I've read and I forget the names of these people or the victims of like the, this murder hotel or something somewhere mm. that had like fake rooms and walls and like the person like killed multiple people. Are you just thinking of a season of American Horror Story? 
No, because I've never seen that. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> no, and that might have been based off of a real life thing. The murder house in Chicago? Maybe that was Yeah, it? there is a guy in Chicago. I can't remember his name. I think his character was on an episode of American Horror Story as, like, a dead person. But, yeah, like there was this dude in Chicago who had all kinds of weird fucking stuff set up to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of shit. So if that is real... I know, I know. Not far-fetched for some other shit. Uh, it's just awful. <laughs> what we need is vengeance. Like yeah. the Batman. The Batman. Because that is the word of the movie. Uh, <laughs> this is the word of the movie? The Batman? Ven- no, vengeance. No, like, oh, vengeance. They said vengeance so fucking much that it kind of lost meaning of... What is this again? Sounds what like a doing? future drinking game. Could be. Now, I, I'm, I'm making a joke of it. I enjoyed the movie a lot. Yeah. There was so much good stuff of this movie. But you can still be a little critical of some small things as well. Um, it was long. I do feel that you could have maybe cut a little bit of it out. I find that to be the case with most movies these days. I went to go watch Drive My Car, which is nominated for an Oscar. Three hours. I was like, no. <laughs> I need two hours or less. <laughs> I Stop it with these three-hour movies. I, I'm No, I'm fine with... so Like, Dune was long. And, okay, yes. Dune could have been shorter, too. They, <laughs> I don't know. There, that, that was just beautiful. There was and a lot again, of just shots of fucking sand. What? Uh, <laughs> okay, true. You could have cut 15 minutes out of that movie. But, well, Midsummer I think, was another longer movie. That probably, I probably felt like that was too long, too. <laughs> probably. But, so this one, uh, although I say it felt like it could have been cut, when me and my friends afterwards were kind of mentioning that, there was then shit that was revealed, though, in those scenes that you felt were a little slow and dragging mm-hmm. down, that you're like, well, you kind of need it in there for the next clue or the next this or that. So I don't know how you really could cut some of it. I've heard it's more detective-y. Oh, very much. It's So it's going to be slower paced because it's more detective-y and less action-y. And less the talking all the time type things. Right. Um, obviously, when words are said, they have full meaning behind them. So Batman doesn't talk as much. That's probably good. Which uh, No, this was the best... Batman movie Batman. Now for that's hard to say. It's the best Batman of, of all the just Batman Bat- movies. Of Batman being in the movie because yeah. that's pretty much what it mostly was. I think there was three times when Bruce was Bruce and those were for some quick scenes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise he was in his get up outfit the whole time and where we've seen like the Christopher Nolan movies that was a lot more Bruce Wayne right. than Batman on screen, so you get a more Bruce Wayne movie. I will say that the still uh, still tapes takes the the you know number one spot because it has half and half, and that is Batman Returns mm. had equal amounts. I feel like those first original couple had equal amounts Bruce, equal amounts Batman, and I think honestly, like it's hard to pick really your best one because. They're so There's, different. Yeah, so different. And that's what I truly did love about this, is that it was so different than any of the other Batman's movies that we've seen, mm-hmm. which it was just refreshing then. You know, I kind of wanted a few more gadgets and this or that, but then 
no, I'm in a detective movie, like, with Batman. So right. it doesn't need to be as gadget. action yeah, gadgety and stuff. And there were some action parts. But, like, The Return of the King, when there's one ending and you think the movie's over. Oh, no. And then there's another ending. Oh, and you think, And then there's five more endings. This uh. one, it didn't have that many endings, but it did have what felt like they could have ended the movie there. Yeah. And it was then still a half hour left to go in the movie. Um, but it was, I don't know, it was good. And it broke expectations. So it made $134 million, Okay. Which, again, let's do the pandemic, you know, numbers. A, it's the biggest opening of this Are year so far. Are we still in the pandemic? <laughs> I think we're always going to be in the pandemic. I don't know. <laughs> I it's one of the things, too, we're seeing with uh, the trailers only in theaters. Like, yeah. before that was never a... Uh, a thing that needed to be said on a trailer. But we are in that age because there are things that go on both. Mm -hmm. Um, They were only expecting to be about 128 million. So, you know, making quite a bit more. And it's the second biggest opening since the pandemic. Obviously, Spider-Man, Spider-Man beat it. I think that's why they throw a pandemic in there because then if you throw it towards everything else that happened before, you don't get to say it's number two. Because then it's probably number 10 or 11 on mm-hmm. all-time opening lists. But when you gotcha. say, in the last couple years... Sure. In the new world. Yes. And then can we just... New world order. Can we just reboot our timeline and, and start at year zero? Like they do in comic books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can have, like, um, BC, which is before COVID, which we can already have. <laughs> And then AC after COVID. And then the or, COVID years are just lost. <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to think. I mean, was it BC and AD? Yeah. What they, I mean, we could still have AD after destruction, after <laughs> depression, the depression that's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> the mental depression that we're having. After depression. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um the the movie's just killing it. Uh, a lot of my friends uh, that aren't even as into comic books were like it was really good. Yeah. So I mean, I think Batman's one of those characters that even if you're not into comic books, has been part of like the movie zeitgeist for so long now that like you don't need that comic book history. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Uh, it I liked uh, um, Andy Serkis's Alfred in this. Okay. He does get taken out at one point um, out of, I mean, he's still alive, but uh, without giving away what happens, I like that he was helping decipher some of the riddles, mm. because it showed some more of Alfred, you know, uh-huh. helping out Bruce and everything, and being part of the team and everything, which sometimes it feels like bits and pieces have shown up in mm-hmm. the Batman mythos, but... Michael Caine, I think, other times, was a little closer, especially towards the end there. The one in Gotham, the Alfred in Gotham, that TV show, he was real... He was real sort of... Yeah. Like, he was the I-was-in-war sort of Alfred. But I watched the cheesy thing, because with talk of Alfred helping out and everything and all the news sites... There was this uh, clip that someone said, yeah, Alfred's always been badass, and it's from the 1960s Batman. The Joker comes into Wayne Manor to find Bruce Wayne, 
and there's... Oh, is this when he's he's dressed up, he goes out as the Batman? No, no, no. Oh. So, in the scene that I'm seeing, uh, he has this woman that he, with gun to her head, throws her on the... And then, like, telling Alfred, you know, to... Where's, where's Bruce at, or this or that? Oh, he... Master Wayne's, like, over this way, and then... He goes into the study and then he flips open the 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 statue's head and is like, "What's this button? Where does this pole go to?" And then slides down, which would go to the back cave. And so, I'm just like gripping my seat, like I'm watching this, but also like, man, is he gonna find the back cave? And I can only imagine people back in the day really thinking that. But then there is a button right by the two because they used to fly uh, go down those fireman poles mm-hmm. down to the back cave. Yeah. Or he pushes a button that says up or down and up and then a platform on the fire pole starts coming up so that then all of a sudden the joker is lifted back up because sliding down it with your feet it then stops you and Mm -hmm. pulls you he could easily have slid around this thing or whatever but what i love so much was the cheesiness of that was the contraption to stop him (laughs) and then when batman shows up and says oh do you have this like you know here's I got this covered and like keeps pushing the button so that um, the Joker keeps going up and down this. Po- and I'm like, you know what? Nowadays that would be looked at as like, like why, why wouldn't you be smarter than that? Right. But this was cheesiness. This was oh, dumb sure. bad guys. For sure. And so you Caesar Romero and his painted mustache. And so <laughs> before leaving the topic of Batman, before getting into the comic books, what I love so much about this movie was having the Riddler. I, f- I find him one of my favorite of now bad guys. Yeah. I've always loved the Joker and that whole dynamic between them both. But, like, really, when you think of each of the Batman villains have their shtick and what they do. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Joker being crazy, so he's just whatever, laughing at everything. But, like, the Riddler takes his time to be his bad guy. Yeah. Like, he's got to think of, like new riddles all the time and like sometimes might even do like a small little caper somewhere just to give that other clue to like point to the way like which also and sometimes i'd say why you're really wanting him to figure it out but it's because he's trying to say he's smarter than him and the movie did a really good job of that but it just reiterates some of the best like stories that i've read of batman is the riddle how did you feel that about them changing his name to make it less cheesy. Because um, he used to be like Edward Nigma, yeah. right? Enigma, but they it's Edward something else now, right? I can't remember what they had they had they took his wallet out and there was two it was brief. Um they had two like um driver's license in there. And one I thought said Edward Nigma, but then it had a different name on another mm. one too. And so that also felt like maybe what they were telling in the previews and trailers and everything was his name. So he's different, but then he really is. Or I might have just missed it uh, in what was referenced, so I'm not exactly sure. I'm okay with that, to be yeah. honest. Like, you know, if this is the... I mean, he didn't wear the typical Riddler... Oh, God, I would hope you know, not. ...thing. Like, Those costumes really don't hold up in, like movies like that. Like, those are Batman 66 costumes. (laughs) I don't know, though. I feel again, you could make it in a way that someone could just be like, this is me. I'm a little bit crazy. Yeah, but wearing a bright green, I mean, 
he's it's gone through iterations, right? So it's been like the full onesie suit, right? Where it's been like the leotard with the question marks all over yeah. it, and then his stupid hat. And how do you like? <laughs> you're just making yourself a oh, target yeah, but, at that point. But, but in DC recently, he's in a the green suit. suit yeah, which that and the the you know hat, which that it's a little better. Yeah. That's that's the look I'm looking for. In Harley Quinn, the animated series, he's got a question mark tattooed on his head, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that could be. I mean, that really then you can't really go out in public normally. No, yeah, everyone knows who you are at that point. But I think when you put yourself on TV as much as the character does, it doesn't mm. matter. And oh my god, uh, I mean. I, I, I want to talk about the movie, but I also don't want to talk about the movie. Yeah, you got to give a spoiler. Zoe Kravitz, buffer. though. Oh. oh, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she's a credit to her parents, for sure. I mean, the whole, cra- whole Kravitz, the whole cast was just <laughs> good and awesome. The whole Kravitz was amazing. <laughs> yes. I love all the Kravitz. <laughs> so moving on from Batman, let's get into some uh, comic book reviews. Yes. Um, We're doing a, a swap and rolls this week, whereas... In the last couple of weeks, I've been the only one to read books. This week, it's Tony Show. <laughs> and I lied, because everything in here has Batman in it. <laughs> They're not all Batman books, though. But I, and I wasn't, it wasn't planned this way, but all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this is a good book. Oh, I want to watch it. I want to talk. And then I'm like, oh, shit. These are all DC books and all, you know, involving Bruce in one sense or form. So, first one, Dark Knights of Steel, number five. Really not going to talk about it, just saying I read it. It's Is that the good. one that takes place like medieval yes. times? Okay. Still one Still of the best what else worlds. Um, have to get we that have more characters showing up. Uh, Poison Ivy um, being queen of the green in this forest oh, that's and everything. Awesome. That makes so much sense. It's, yeah. There's, it again, another chapter to this. If you aren't reading this, it will go down as one of the best... Uh, miniseries, I think, for sure. Nice. Just, yeah, just with everything that it's got going for it. The other one I'm going to only briefly talk about, I almost wasn't going to read it, uh, Monkey Prince number two. Oh. Do you remember what happened at the end of the last one? The first one? I remember that, was it Robin? Was it? No. Bruce and, and, and Robin show up. Yeah. Or Batman and Robin show up, and he show, shoots a boo, boo, or Batarang that chops off Monkey Prince's uh, head. Yes, that's right. And what the hell? Well, obviously him being a magical being, that doesn't really matter. I guess his limbs can just come off. But in the beginning of this book, Bruce was like really like adamant of like capturing this evil spirit and like really was going like no holds bar on like really trying to get the head. Like, Damien, grab the head. It's talking, blah, blah, blah. We'll just get it. And then this uh, pig, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, Elder God or something, because the different um, 12, uh, I want to say it's based off of the um, Zodiac signs, um, or the Chinese New Year signs, I believe. Um, Monkey, pig, rat, Mm -hmm. all that and everything. And so... While this fight's still continuing and going, and then eventually uh, Marcus, the monkey uh, prince, gets saved by the pig dude, um, you learn a little bit more about his powers and everything, and I had forgotten in the first book, too, there was some behind-the-scenes, like, other um, 
things that were happening with the penguin and finding like a, a, a magical relic. And so he is now transformed and pretty much consuming um, people's like souls. The penguin. Oh, because he's badass. been transformed into looks like a rhino. I know this looks. Yeah, penguin, rhino, whatever, golden horn looking evil thing. It just looks kind of badass. It's a badass. pangolin. And so I'm now realizing, okay, I think Batman's in this for the long haul because this is the penguin being a Batman bad guy. And later on, he's investigating something else while this monkey prince is just trying Riding to say... On a cloud. Well, he's trying to say, like, <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this, this and that, and get rid of this tiara. And then later on finds out that it he can't get rid of it. It's stuck to him permanently. Um, that sucks. Yeah, but then he gets to be a superhero whenever he wants to be. Um, yeah, ultimately, I was going to maybe not continue reading this, but when you get to the last page and you're just trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? Uh, the penguin is told by these demons that, you know, you got to, like, suck up all the souls of, like, the other, like, gods. Okay. Start with the one from your town, the Batman. Which, in essence... Sure, he's not a god, but, like, he's been known as the bat god, bat totem, bat this or that. Has that essence to make you more, whatever, make the story work type thing. So I can only assume then Monkey Prince is going to go and save Save the day. Save Batman. Save Batman, even though he doesn't really like him. But later on, find out Damien goes to the school, too. So um, he's investigating our new Monkey Prince. Ah. I talked way more about this than I thought I would. I was just going to (laughs) say... Wasn't going to be interested, now I'm interested still. Yeah, still reading it. Um, what else did we have come out? Yeah, you said you read a bunch. Uh, War for Earth 3. This one, okay, it, it has Owl Man, so kind of Bruce Wayne. But uh, it's Thomas so, Wayne Jr. Okay. Because Earth 3 is the Earth with the crime syndicate. Owl so Man, ch- isn't that the guy from Watchmen? Yeah, but they've used that name as an alternative to Batman Batman and different things. So, he's in here. That's the connection, but that's about it. Gotcha. Uh, With with the crime syndicate world, what I like about it is it's just no fucks given. Yeah. Pretty much, they are having um, their 10-year anniversary of, you know, Ultraman having taken over the world and everything and they're having a feast for him and Power Ring which is their evil Green Lantern type person um, is just chilling there with them and then yeah wouldn't a ring wouldn't a green ring but it's not the it's not a Green Lantern type ring though oh okay it's called Power Ring for a reason it's not a Green Lantern it's a evil entity ring I don't know all the lore behind it so But yeah, it's okay. not, not you a You answered good my thing. question. Yeah. Thank you. But what I love about this is like, yeah, he's kind of just like, you know, I, I I don't really care for this. And just fucking destroys the place. Like, this fuck this shit. All these people came and gave me stuff. And I love that 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 he's the Green Lantern guy is just like nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. But what we have is this invasion by uh, Amanda Waller and this is where I'm a little lost, and I w- wish I would have known that there was other comics to read before this. Because this is the War for Earth 3, Part 1, 
And so that's why I'm like, okay, that's the title of this, of two, one of two, so I can read this mm-hmm. and get the full story. Well, Amanda Waller coming on in here with her um, Suicide Squad, um, I was kind of taken aback, and then there's like some side panels of like what went on previously that I then find out in the actual Suicide Squad book that's out. Oh. Has before, because this ends in next uh, read Suicide Squad 13. Gotcha. You were fooled. Yes. Which, you know what, I guess I don't really truly need to read the Suicide Squad because I'm not really reading it now and I'm really only reading this because when they have the Earth 3 group uh, come out every now and then, they're short miniseries. Right. But the story was so compelling that I was just like, you know, I want to see where this ends. Is Amanda Waller and all of them going to take over, well, what she does and what goes on in this book uh, kind of flips the script on this Amanda Waller, which then I'm assuming is the main DC world Amanda Waller. Right. Which I want to say there's Earth Zero. Do you Zero. think that that Earth should be getting involved in what's happening on Earth 3? Don't don't we have enough going on on Earth 2? Is that the main Earth? Earth? Well, I mean... It, I, I, I won't give it away, but there's reasons okay. why that do make sense of why okay. they mm-hmm. came to this world. We have world. enough villains on the regular Earth. I don't know that going to a villain planet is but a good way to spend time. One of my uh, favorite things was when Amanda Waller gets there and starts, you know, pretty much with all of her, her squad taking over some places to get uh, this evil Superman's uh, attention. Um powering and him are out on their fortress on the moon and he's like hey you seeing this thing and he's like nope my eyes are elsewhere in gotham where he's watching their iteration of uh um wonder woman it's called just superwoman but it's donna troy okay so she's their wonder woman of the injustice league type group they have sure. crime syndicate and then there's owl man thomas wayne jr uh, they're definitely having some uh, kinkiness oh, going on. Yeah, lasso of truth. Which uh, really pisses off Ultraman here, who then goes down and pretty much wrecks the shit out of Thomas Wayne's like stuff in his bat cave and everything in or owl cave. It was good. There's a lot of shit that happened in here. Lots of people dying and. Uh, it was just, it was good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did like the the twist at the end. I did not see it coming. But again, I also do feel with what happened, I should find out what happened previously to know why the twist happened. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But it was fun. Let me ask a question. Yeah. There, I noticed there are three artists on this book and they have page numbers dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. Do, um, is there a reason why the art changes? So like the first artist, the art and it is awesome, at least the pages we've been through so far. So he does um, 1 through 21, and then it changes artists. Um, the only... I don't know for sure. It could be because then it does jump... Uh, was it Ambush Bug? Is that yeah. the one that kind of fourth wall talks about? Ambush Bug? Yeah, is that his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he shows up and starts talking about... That's where he says in Suicide Squad number 12 and someone okay. else goes what and he's like nothing like he's talking to the reader us and that's when I found out um 
So it could be because there is some stuff from Suicide Squad that they had maybe some of those pages with those characters. I gotcha. But I don't 100% know. Okay. But it was good and fun. Nice. And then the last book, the one that I was only originally going to talk about, but then I read all these other ones and figured synergy, they can all go together. <laughs> Speaking of synergy, because just like the Batman, um, this is Batman Killing Time. It's a mini uh, series. Black Label? Yeah, uh, I believe it's Black Label. Um, I don't know for sure or not. Yeah. Is that Black Label? No, that's not. It'll okay. say Black Label say, on it. Yeah, then it's not. But uh, coming from my boy uh, Tom King. Oh, man. And he is just good at writing the Riddler. I mean, that's where I fell in love with the Riddler. Oh, because they did that. What was it? The War of uh, Jokes and Riddles. Yeah. That was just probably the best story arc ever. Um, so this is a six-issue um, uh, comic book series that it's going back in the day to... I guess when he was younger in crime fighting. So again, let's look at the Batman the movie. They kept calling it year two because we've already had year one and year zero in the comic book series. And it was mentioned multiple times of this is the second anniversary or this is the second year. So they're trying to establish that's in the mythos of Batman. He's not new, new, but he's still fresh enough. Right. New doesn't have all of his gadgets and everything. And, and that's cool. And this, I feel, is, is again, with that fucking company synergy, it has the bad guys of the Riddler and Catwoman and Penguin. And let's throw Killer Croc in just to have it a little bit mixed up. So at first I was like, I don't know if I want to read the same fucking thing. But oh man, this was intense. So it's called Killing Time. It starts off with you just not knowing what's going on except for the um what would we call this the um narration you know mm. little narration bubbles of Boxes, yeah. they keep talking about the time and the date and what's what's going on within the scene obviously you know you get some dialogue amongst characters but then it jumps around 3 days earlier on this date at this time and then it will jump around to uh, a couple hours later before the main bank robbery is going to happen um, at this time and what's being seen or this person and it jumps around so much that normally if it wasn't written well would be disorienting but because of how it was written works so smoothly I would not have wanted to seen when Selena Kyle was um, at this uh, banker's wife's house playing tennis with her to then entrap her to get her to she's working with the Riddler to then have phone the banker to get him to open the vault because of all that. Mm. No, it set it up in a sense of, you know, this is Catwoman. But is this good Catwoman or bad Catwoman? What's she going to do to this woman? Why is she here? And that later comes out when you get to that time of all this coming out because it's timed perfectly. And it's timed perfectly because of the robbery. Because Batman would probably know to go to, you know... What's the main threat? Um, it was one of the great things within the movie to tie into that. When he's talking about all these crimes happening at once, he's only one man. He right. can't hit them all. And what was kind of cool was, though, when you see the bat signal go up, though, 
everyone kind of stops doing their shit. And now, granted, in the movie, he does just show up out of the shadows and the few scenarios that it happens. It does lead to a little bit of that fear of, could you be next? Mm -hmm. The odds, you're probably better off if there's so much fucking crime going on that you're not going to get caught by Batman. But you don't know. Right. And that's the scary part. And that's, oh, that was what's so good with it. And so this really gave some gripping, you know, the time. I need to know what time it is. Where is this at? Okay, the robbery already happened now. This is a little bit beforehand. Is he going to get to this robbery? But that's not even the true robbery. And the Riddler set all this up. Oh, I like the way you said that. You you dropped it down like an octave. Yeah. And you're like, that's not even the real robbery. Oh, no. <laughs> and when the Riddler gets this thing and he teased it a couple times and showed it to both the Penguin and Catwoman, or at least Penguin knew it. Me as a reader still don't know what the fuck it is. And it's in a small box case. I almost think it's like a diamond ring or something, but I don't know. And that irks me mm. because I need to know what it is. But not only that, when it ends, again, this is Commissioner Gordon being kind of younger on the you know job as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even know if he's commissioner yet because he could just be a detective. detective still. But again, trying to establish that this is a younger Batman, so he may not have all of his, you know, Do you everything. think it'll end with him proposing to Catwoman again? It just starts a long... That'd be great, but it, but the Catwoman <laughs> in this seems a little bit less of the um, in-between uh, vigilante, you know, not bad guy. She seems like the bad guy Catwoman that she originally started. Okay. Or at least the burglar. She's not necessarily evil. Right. But she can be gotcha. put in the villain category sometimes. And obviously this would be a younger Catwoman, so she hasn't reformed. So yeah, so she's the bad guy in this. I doubt that that would happen. But at the end, when Batman deducts which other place got robbed, um, and Commissioner Gordon's, you know, is talking about, yeah, it's Vault 5. And then, as what always happens, talking to, to Gordon, he starts talking about things, and he's like, son of a bitch, I'm talking by myself, ah, and yeah. Batman's gone. But that he left so quickly, also to the, me and the readers being like, well, shit, something really made him be like, fuck, right. whatever they got. You would think Gordon would never, like, break eye contact with Batman. <laughs> like, the minute you turn around or, like, look down, he's just gone. No, because, again, most of the times, too, if you ever notice, he just starts talking, just knowing <laughs> Batman's behind him, which is what happened in this. He shines the, the bat signal, and he just starts talking, and I'm like, who's he talking to? But then the next panel, oh, he's behind him. So yeah. He just knows... If I start talking, he's going to be there, so might as well get this over with. <laughs> I wonder how long Batman's like, come on, you man, you can start talking now. Like, right. I've been here for 15 minutes. <laughs> I knew I was here before you and turned it on. Yeah. I already knew you were going to need me, because fucking A, Gordon, you always need me. But this, again, it's going to be a six-issue series. Hands down, read it. I did not even, I did probably one of the best reviews of not even explaining some of the shit that happened in this, that it just was really in, it, gripping intense. And I think it has to do with the way they set it up. I think in the normal, anyone could tell this story, but if they told it in a different lens than the way Tom King did with this time framing and jumping back and forth, it would not be as impactful because it just, it slowly gave you some things of like, Oh, this 
well, I don't want to say, but this cop was at this area, and then that's why he got corrupted. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it really, yeah. Right on. I say stop before you ruin Do. your good review. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to read it. I will. Um, I'll make some time. Yes. Maybe when it's collected. That's the thing is I I feel like I want to wait now until they're all together so I can just blow through them. Kind of like how you wait to watch a TV show until they're all out so you can just blow through them. Oh, I forgot I read this too. Um, but I also didn't understand it. So that's probably why it's uh, Image Comics uh, 7174 Annual. I don't know what I read. Ooh. There's a lot but of tetes. Oh, it's it's got a lot of things. Seven one seven four annual. Yeah. I wonder what. I wonder what that is. You didn't. You have no idea what that. Well, what I mean, it's uh, a collection of, uh, I guess, material from uh, Ashley Wood, who I'm not too familiar with who that is, but. These are some pinups and some untold stories um, from this artist um, that I I've I don't know if these are just some things that are not normally uh, American-made comics. It almost felt like there was some Japanese like lettering in the actual art that wasn't scrubbed when the word balloons got put in with some English. So that's what I'm feeling like this might be a different language type book. Um, one of the main characters was uh, Astro Lad, which looks a bit like Astro, Astro, Boy. Astro Boy, but this is A-S-H-T-R, Astro Lad, and it looks kind of like a, uh, what would you call those, uh, Garbage Pail Kid type. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he doesn't look like Astro Boy, but looks like Astro Boy, but not in the good sense. So I don't know if this is again a parody. So I looked up 7174 Annual and then did a deep dive, a very quick deep dive, and it's a publishing, 7174 Publishing. So um, Image must have agreed to put this out. Um, the About 7174 says, founded in 2004, 7174 PTY LTD is the brainchild partnership of English writer T.P. Louise and Australian artist Ashley Wood. Okay. The two formed 7174 as the production house umbrella to encapsulate their vast array of original stories, characters, and worlds they create and develop together for comic books, film, television, novels, video games, and collectible toy lines. Yeah, so I don't know any of these characters or yeah. what this was or how the... They have a bunch of them, it looks like. Oh, I they mean, did Zombies versus Robots. I mean, just looking, you know, some of these right here, like... You know, there's a lot of just pin-up pictures throughout this book, and then mm -hmm. there's a somewhat of a story that kind of goes somewhere, but it was... I I enjoyed the art for what it was. I would like to maybe get into this a little bit more. There's yeah. a lot of uh, sexuality in it, for sure. But yeah, that was another one that I read, but I, I guess I wasn't going to really talk about it because I didn't quite understand well, it. Well, it looks it, but... very intriguing to me. But I guess I'll, I just mentioned it anyways. And, it looks uh, like the sort of um, dirty artist sort of stuff that I would enjoy. So Ashley is a dude, just to so we're clear. Okay. Um, because Ashley is a, 
ambiguous um, name. He, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got so far, but looks interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to take a look. It definitely looks like something I would read for sure. And that was everything. Noise. So far, except for a bunch of old stuff that I'm catching up on. Um. I, to tie into our Batman theme, I have a quiz for you, Tony. Okay. Courtesy of BuzzFeed. We're going to find out. What Batman matches your personality? What bat? Okay, before we take the quiz, what Batman do you think matches your personality? Because uh, I think it's Adam West. Oh, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's just my opinion. Okay, when were you born? So the there's there's groups before 1975, 1975 to 1990, which is you. 1991 to 2005 and 2006 or later, so we'll do 1975 to family, money, or romance? God, man. I gotta go with my boy uh, Toretto and say family. Family. That's what I thought you were gonna pick. Pick a DCEU movie. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, or The Suicide Squad. Which Suicide Squad? It has a picture that has um... King Shark in it. Oh yeah, that's the newest so one. The so the newest yeah. one? That one. That one? Okay. Pick a pick pick a word that best describes you. Charming, bold, emo, or resourceful. Man, I'm all of those. <laughs> you are very emo lately. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for you to put the eyeliner on. That's the tight pants. Resourceful? Resourceful? Yeah. What were the other options? Charming, bold, emo, or resourceful. I feel like I could be charming. If charming. All right. Pick a Marvel hero. Iron Man, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, or Black Panther. Iron Man. Pick a holiday. Independence Day. Halloween. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas, damn it. Uh, I know. <laughs> Those are usually Halloween and Christmas are I, I will Tony's always favorite. pick Halloween, though. Pick a Joker. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, or Joaquin Phoenix? Go with uh, Heath. Heath? Yeah. Yeah. Pick the DC movie you're most looking forward to. So this does not include the Batman. Okay. Black Adam. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and The Flash. Black Adam. Finally, pick another Batman. Adam West, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, or Kevin Conroy. Wow. That's a good one to throw in there. I mean... I know. It's like, 
I mean, you gotta you gotta not pick Val Kilmer or George Clooney. Like, yeah. whose favorite Batman is this? But it doesn't say favorite; it just says pick another Batman. Go, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Oh, you're Robert Pattinson. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it says you are someone who has a one track mind. <laughs> So you sometimes neglect your responsibilities to focus on other goals. I mean, and that's fucking true. (laughs) You are the broodiest of the bunch. I don't know about that. Some days. You have your days. If it's this bunch, you and I, then yes, you're definitely the broodiest. So you prefer to be alone. Well, that's not true. You get depressed when you're alone. But there are one or two people in your life you couldn't live without. That's your Batman. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody if anybody else wants to figure out what Batman they are, I mean, these are all, all bullshit quizzes. But, you know, sometimes it's fun to play. It's a BuzzFeed. I love when... I haven't seen a lot of my friends do them as much anymore, but, man... You gotta be careful with the them. Hair, Some of them are... You gotta make sure you're taking them from, like, BuzzFeed or something. Yeah, like a legit, yeah. like, site. Yeah. Or they'll data mine you. Yeah. <laughs> But like the the how like the Harry Potter houses, how pissed people would be of like that's not my house because I'm a Hufflepuff. Like, no, take the new house, man. Hufflepuff. Why? I know. Why would you want to be a Hufflepuff? That's fucked up. <laughs> what do I? I only I only tease Hufflepuff because one of my really good friends is adamant that she's a Hufflepuff, and I just tease her all the time that they're the like who lame would, ones. Who? But who would want to be like what the? Ravenclaw, right? Who is who is even in Ravenclaw? Like, do they even talk about that house at all? Yeah, ever? I'm Ravenclaw. Fuck you. Yeah, Get but out like, of my house. But like in the books and the movies, it's never they They're never. They're the smart ones. Well, they never talk about them. Those poor nerds are getting left behind. Um, one of the main people, but I can't remember now because it's been ages. I'm not that big of a stickler of them, but yeah. One of the main people in there somewhere was. I feel Hermione would have been a Ravenclaw, to be honest. It's Gryffindor. She yeah, Girl. but she's just she she has more of the intelligence, the smarts. Yeah. That's how I always look at her. She's too neurotic her, to be Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Plus she loves gingers and who does that? <laughs> <laughs> she's slithering, only evil people. <laughs> I can be with them because they have no souls to take. <laughs> I don't have to kill my significant other. So I, I'm bringing this up only because I can. I mean, we can talk about whatever. It's my podcast. But it's to true. stick with comic books, I, I found this on a comic book site uh, where we you know, we get news either emailed to us or we're checking other sites or hearing from our friends in the industry. And so it's coming up about... Uh, Taskmaster, which is one of the best shows that's ever been made. It failed here in America when they tried to Americanize it, and we just we do not have the the working together likeness that some of the UK these panel shows have. Like right. it, it, it just was not good for here in America because well, each of the comedians felt like they needed to win instead of you're here to just have. Fun. Well, yeah, there's nothing you win. And <laughs> well, you I mean you win like. You know, his head yeah. busts up Greg Davies, yeah. but... Well, and I think that's a... Him and Alex Horn as hosts. Cause I did... You said you watched some of the other ones from, like, New Zealand and stuff. And I've tried watching those, and I can't. I t- again, the New Zealand one, after the first couple, you start to be endeared to them. 
and then I can't remember which, there was another somewhere that I watched that was in English, but anyways, the reason why this is being brought up on some uh, sites, besides it being just a great show to talk about, is they came out with their own streaming service because it's hard to find Taskmaster outside of the UK. Right. And YouTube has had plenty of them, but then those get taken down, and their YouTube channel is not the greatest. And then there's some rights. Uh, again, the yeah, there's US, a whole season missing. Yeah. Yeah. And CW bought that season and then aired one episode and then said not to, but they still have the rights or somehow. So Taskmaster came out with their own app. And the, I really like it. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. It's Taskmaster Supermax Plus to make fun of HBO Max and Disney Plus. Right. And, Paramount and all those. Plus. And, yeah. And now it is a subscription service, and I think it's like 5 bucks a month. However, it's going to have a lot extras. You know, it's mainly going to have Taskmaster stuff, but it's going to have all the Taskmasters. So you probably get some of them, too, from around the world that they probably might dub or at least have subtitles to, to watch and or read while watching it. I'm super pumped. It's such a great show to, like, rewatch, And also, like, if you're in one of those moods where you want something on and also you're doom-scrolling Facebook, mm-hmm. like, it's one of those shows you can put on in the background. Well, it's one of the shows that I've really just had... Any of my friends is like, I will turn to any episode, any time, let's just watch a full task... You'll get the gist of this show, but watch more and you'll even get it better. And everyone just dies laughing because it's just so funny, but ingenious as well, how they go about solving the task. So I just think more people need to watch that. This in G4. Anything G4, anything Taskmaster. Have we talked about um, Call It a Draw? Have you watched any of those? Yeah, I've actually watched quite a few of them. We haven't talked about it on the no, podcast yet, which is our bad because. <laughs> yeah, I guess didn't even think of it. So, people we know, some we know better than others, um, have started this. It's like an improv drawing show live thing that they do every Tuesday. Every Tuesday at, at eight. eight, you can tune into their Facebook page where they'll go live or on YouTube. Yep. You can comment on either of those platforms. Um, I'm not, they might have other platforms by now, but I know those two at least is where I've watched it. And for a good hour, they're going to have some topics. They'll take some questions, and they will come up with some funny drawings and of whatever the topics are. And I know at some point they're planning on doing something with these uh, pictures that they've drawn, whether yeah. Contests for you know viewers or charity book or something. Yeah, Yeah. but some of them have been excellent and wild and hilarious, and it's just really a good conversation to listen to a few artists um, talk about their process and everything. So the they in Call It a Draw is our good friend Dan Doherty, um, Jay Fosgett, who has been on this show. I think con interviews. Kaylin Smith, who you know, mm-hmm. um, and I've met before. Seth Demoose, whom we love here at Drunk on Comics, and DJ Cork- Corkin. 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 Corkin, I believe he's he's hosting it. So. Yes. So, um, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, definitely either go to Facebook. They have their own Facebook page. Go to call it a draw and it's call C A L L I T T A D R A W. 
Itta. Call Itta. Call Itta Draw. So check it out if, uh, you know, you got some time at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. It's definitely uh, something to tune into. And fun fact, if you, when they ask for some suggestions from the audience, uh, suggest space. It's the greatest thing that Dan Doherty loves to draw about. (laughs) (laughs) He loves it. Oh, um, man, there is a couple trailers that came out this week none that i really felt were really needed to be discussed except for the guardians of justice and we need to discuss this because can somebody please tell us what's going on yes <laughs> i guess there's not even discussion it's just the question of how did this get on what Netflix? is this <laughs> i am actually going to when we're done recording at least ter- start it to see what i didn't know what the trip it, it, i i don't know <laughs> The voiceover, like, the voiceover seems so amateur. It looks so cheesy, low budget. But then it looked animated. There's like, but different animation stuff. Like, but is it parody? Because then parody can be cheesy, low budget. So it, it either has the potential to be amazing or it's going to be crap. Um. So if, like. Let's interact, guys who listen to our show and ladies. I meant guys in, like, the plural of people. Um, (laughs) Fucking help. (laughs) Somebody help us. We have no idea what it is or what it's about or if it's good. Um, We also have another one that we watched that was in a similar vein, but definitely uh, looks bad. There's no question about this one. (laughs) We know about this one. Amityville in space. Like, why? Why would you do that? Everyone knows Jason in space didn't fucking work. Yeah, Leprechaun in space sucked (laughs) as well. Buster Rhymes (laughs) was in that one. (laughs) So, uh, everyone's heard of the Amityville horror, the haunted house uh, in North America. Um, Fucking free, the book that they did on it was super freaky. Yeah. Uh, The Ryan Reynolds movie that came out, like, late aughts, I think, was, was decent. Yeah, and and so it's this house that is haunted, and so this is somehow has this house in space. It's like the year th- uh, thirty twenty five. Like exercised it into space. Yeah, it, it makes those. It, it honestly, though, for my group that likes watching bad movies, this would be up our alley. Oh fuck yeah! It. it but why? Like a seven bad seventies horror film. Like the special effects are akin to that almost. <laughs> I don't understand it either. But, you know, people will watch it and um, it'll make money. Yeah. But at least. Because people are, like, watching it to, like, hate watch it. Now, a trailer that did debut this week that I'm actually excited for that I wasn't so much beforehand is Super Pets. So this has to do with the animals of our DC superheroes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That dog. Yeah, well, I can't remember what their... Crypto. Crypto is, yeah, Superman dog. Yep. I don't remember what Batman's dog is. I know it's got a name, but I, he's been so not in comic books rarely ever. Yeah, it's a weird... Uh, like, Crypto makes sense. Yeah. And they've done a couple animated shows just based on Crypto. Um, Batman having a dog? The sidekick doesn't really make as much sense. Yeah, and... But... The way this trailer set up, though, it looks cute, looks fun. Um, I pr- well, I might Please. go see. 
yeah. Ace the Bat Hound. I might go see it in theaters to bring my, you know, niece and nephews because I think Aww, they would like it. I love it. And it's funny. It, it, it seems makes funny. me enjoy it enough, yeah. too. The writing seemed seemed funny enough. to, And it has Keanu in it. What the fuck are you going to do with that? Watch everything that man does. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is the latest Matrix movie. Have you watched uh, Free Guy yet? I did watch Free Guy. Did you like it? Um, it was mostly Did you watch good. it a while ago or just recently? Just recently. Okay. It was mostly good. Yeah. It had I some good it. stuff to it. There were parts of it where I was like, ugh. <laughs> but there was a lot of it that it was funny. I mean, I loved Dude. Yeah, Dude I think was Dude good. was my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. <laughs> his little shirt tattoo. It just makes me laugh really hard. I love, that's when Ryan Reynolds is at his best, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, something random that I came across that I thought was interesting. So the original X-Men movies. Okay. So they're set, you know, you've been being made and everything and they're, we already got, you know, some actors, but then the studios are kind of saying to the screenwriters, um, in this particular, uh, David Hayter, um, they called them into their offices and kind of said, Hey, is there any way, you know, we could... Maybe, you know, instead of Wolverine being Canadian, you know, have him be found in Alaska and make him American. Ask for me. I know. That's that's why I found this so, like... Listen, they did a lot to fuck up shit in those movies, mm-hmm. specifically in the third one. But, but taking Wolverine out of Canada is, like... Oh, yeah. And that's why, uh, that's why uh, David said, like, okay, uh... You can try that, but people, fans will kill you. Like, that's not something you can just do. Now, he knows that he truly didn't have any, you know, really, like... They were going to do it. Like, they were gonna what do whatever. he said didn't matter, yeah. Well, the, it seemed, though, I mean, he... They wanted to go that route. He at least said some things of, like, why it wouldn't be. And so he said, like, I don't like to call myself a true Canadian hero, though. But I'll let others call me that if they want. But, like, <laughs> that's something that I just find bonkers. Like, Yeah. What? I mean, you could get away with it. I mean, you could get away with not just, like, just not even mentioning where he was at or where he was from. And just letting people who don't know the backstory of Wolverine kind of assume. I mean, to me, that would be the furthest you could take it. You know, just some ambiguous northern place. Yeah. Um, and then just never mention that he's Canadian, but I co- I don't think you could just take Wolverine out of Canada. Um, he'd be a lot taller. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, um, so they just announced the new Walking Dead spinoff. Yeah. Why? I don't know why. I it's a Maggie Negan show, and it takes place in New York City, which. I don't know, because I you and I discussed that we kind of both stopped watching Walking Dead at about the same point. Mm-hmm. We were both just kind of over it. But it sounds like they're getting to the end of at least the comic yeah. book side of things, so I don't know what's beyond that. I mean, the comic books still do carry on, but it's more normal-ish. Right. So they said that this is its fifth spinoff, so I know there was Fear the Walking Dead. What the fuck other spinoffs were I don't there? Know, but there was, yeah... I think they had a short one that took place in, like, England, maybe? But was that a comic book that I'm thinking There was a comic book that was a one-shot. 
I would be interested to see how New York is, right? Because they haven't been to New York. I just know, like, I know that they hate each other in the comic books. And there was one of the best. The what? He killed Well, yeah. And, and like, really, I can understand Maggie wanting to just, that was her whole life goal is to, after they get everything normalized, to go kill him. The most poetic. I guess I wouldn't even say poetic justice. Just one of the best conclusions to something was in the final when she did confront him. And, like, it was good. I won't spoil how it happened in the comic books, but it was a couple pages. And I don't see how this is going to... Like, obviously, they're... they're, they're, Character assassination. They're they're ruining the characters from the comic books, anyways. So who knows what right. these characters are now? But I, are, are we are we are we done? Yeah, are I, we done I, with I the hope so. Dead? I think so. Like I feel like we're done. Like I listen. I love Jeffrey D. Morgan. I think he makes every character he is come alive. Um, but can we get him another job somewhere? Well, I mean, just the people. <laughs> can, in the- can you bring back the Watchmen? Let him be the comedian again. Supernatural, season 14. Dad comes back. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It, the reason why comic books can sometimes be a better medium than actual real life is because human brains like to fill in the gaps yes. of things in our own sense. And then time is also a little bit different when you're reading it on the comic book pages. Mm-hmm. Because as the real world goes ahead 30 days... Sometimes you're right back in the time of the yeah. comic book. When you watch it visually, it, it just, time seems different. It almost seems like right. it has to be now because it's live or in right. real life. And so when people make mistakes in the comic books, it seems so less because it's so spaced out where it seems like there's some motherfuckers trying to get bit every single day with how dumb they are in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they miraculously get saved. Yeah. But I'll, then another dumb motherfucker the next week, and it's always rinse, repeat. Well, I think that also suffers from, like, the comic book was written by one dude, like, the whole time, right? He mm-hmm. wrote the whole yeah. thing. And this is being written not by him, and also by, like, r- writers, multiple. So the... It's, since it's taking an original creative medium and translating it using a bunch of people's opinions, like that never, I think, feels the same as the original content. And it might be good in its own way, and I feel like the show was for a while, but then it just keeps rehashing the same shit. New new baddie. It, it, Buffy got the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was just the same, and even though that was kind of an oh. original thing, it was like, all right, who's the big bad this time? Oh, they're going to win. <laughs> so, I, I love that for the poster they have for this new show, they went with the tagline, Don't Dead, Open Inside. <laughs> Isn't that a Reddit <laughs> string? And it shows all the signs of things that are mislabeled like that? Yeah. <laughs> because really, when you're making, you need to have like a big space in between to know that you're reading or how you're offset a bit. Yeah. Because if you're going to read one door to the other, but most people read left to right. Is Was that it, the way it was done in the comic book? Do you remember? I don't feel like it was done like that in the comic book, but even if it was, I think it would have been written in a way that it made fucking sense. Yeah. Because I don't remember making fun of a yep. sign. Because very, there are, I mean, listen, there are cultures out there that read 
top to bottom, but a lot of people read left to right. So oh, that's true. Um, why would an, in an American city? Why unless two people were doing it and the doors were open yeah. and then they closed them and they were like <laughs> fuck that says don't don't dead <laughs> why did we do it this way <laughs> oh well let's go we're gonna get eaten <laughs> um to end in some for me happy news because it's uh yep two Muppets related but so, there's no Lego sets yet, and that's what I was a little sad when I was coming across this story, but they're minifigs. So, Mupp- Lego is coming out with Muppet minifigs, and they look kind of fun and cute, and I really, really want to collect them all. Now, they're going to be in those blind bags, okay. meaning... You have to buy a lot. A lot, or I'm going to have to pay piggies. extra at the Comic-Con to get them all, but I kind of want... The, I at least want this animal. Yeah. That one is probably going to be a prized Rare. one. Yeah. Janice. Yep. Ah. Rolf. Rolf. Swedish chef. Like. I like their, they all have a little. Oh, I need to get Statler and, and Waldorf as well. Specialized um, yeah. accessories that come with them. Yeah. It's. I'm not, I don't really understand why Statler has a computer, but maybe that's something new. I don't know. It's whatever. I guess it, they're not always up on the balcony. They got to do their making their rich money. So I don't know. She's always working. So these, I was like, damn, these are actually really good looking, and I want full sets. I want them to make a a set of the stage and everything, oh, yeah. and come with even more. You know that's coming. Come it with a Sweetum character or and... some uh, master builder will put out the plan so you could build your own stage out of your own Legos. I mean, I bought that Sesame Street one because it's Jim Henson. Yeah. Like, You're a nerd. I'm not a... I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a <laughs> hater of Sesame Street, but I'm not, like, their target audience anymore. No, no. I mean, not for a while, I, I think. <laughs> but I need more Muppets in my life. So I'm fucking happy to find out that there's going to be a new series coming to Disney+. Plus. It's going to be uh, Muppets Mayhem. Yeah, you think this is going to be better than any of the last ten Muppet shows they've tried to do that haven't lasted very long? Here's the thing. I thought they were all excellent, and so even if this doesn't succeed, at least it's going to be more, you know, yeah. stuff for me to watch. But this is going to fall around the Electric Mayhem band, and so those are going to be the main stars of it. They're obviously going to have... Other people show up probably right. here and there, but this will. That's that's the inspiration for the show. I don't know much more about where it's going to go or everything, but why do you think Muppet shows don't catch on? Like, obviously, the original Muppet show like lasted for a while, and then they tried to reboot it. I feel like in the nineties. Oh, they've done it a lot of times. The one time where I think that they tried a little too hard was when they tried to make it. Like the office, yeah. The, that's the last where they one were they did, ta- right? talking to the camera, everything. The Muppets Tonight, which was before that one. Um, I remember there might have been another one between there too. That I thought was great, and everyone said it was great. I think that had to do with executives not allowing it another season to really get. It was just starting to get its footing, type thing. Because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people that would say they hated it if they watched it, right? I think there's just not a lot enough people watching it that it needed more backing from the network. 
Yeah. I think that's why. Because Muppet movies... Oh my god, those have blown up. Yeah, Even the sequel, which... The the newest one, which wasn't even that great. What, with the evil Kermit one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that that one... The first one they did, the first newer one that they did, was amazing. And people... And then the original... Obviously, like, Muppets Take Manhattan is one of the best Muppet movies ever created. I love that one so much. I know everyone everyone else is like Muppets in Space or Muppet Christmas Story, but I'm full in Muppets Take Manhattan. I, I still sing the fucking uh, um, Ebenezer, the Ebenezer Scrooge song like almost once a week from the <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol just because, you know, uh, it, it just is catchy. Yeah. And such a good one. God, I love them all. So I'm I'm happy I'm a happy person now finding Aww. out that news. Um, booze in the book this week is going to be movie in a book this week. Movie in a book. Movie in a movie in a or booze. movie in a booze because we already had the books of all tied into the Batman. The Batman. Uh, local uh, uh, cinema place uh, has two drinks out for the Batman, and I'd gotten the trouble. So they have Vengeance. Okay. One of their drinks. It is tequila. I don't know what Aperol is. It's like a orange spritzer liqueur thingy. That's why I have you on the show. Cause, <laughs> uh, blackberry syrup and lime juice. Mm, that sounds good. Sounds good, but I just wasn't feeling tequila. But then it, the other one is Trouble, which is spice rum, Ooh. vanilla vodka, Kahlua, and root beer. That does sound like Trouble. It was good. It sounds like something you would drink and be like, oh my god, this is delicious. Give sweet. me ten more, yes. and then you're wasted. So, uh, you can get those at local Grand Rapids theaters. I'm assuming other theaters that sell alcohol probably have some form of another, but yeah. those are perfect pairings that worked well nice. with the movie. Somebody did our work for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, right on. I got nothing else. Um, I got nothing else or otherwise. <laughs> I guess with that then, stay thirsty for more Batman. Same bat time, same bat channel. For our very special guest, Batman. Yeah, I guess. We're always thirsty for Batman. 